0: Welcome to the show. My name is Al Gordon, and as always, I'm working on your financial freedom. And I'll tell you what I had—I had a pretty good weekend. Now, for me, weekends last a long time because, as you know, today is Tuesday. No, actually, today is Wednesday, isn't it? That's how long my my weekend went. Or is it Tuesday? Or is it Wednesday? You know what? It doesn't matter what day it is in my world. I don't even have to check my clock to find out what day it is. All I know is that. Today I had to get up and do radio. So that would that would indicate to me that yeah, this is a this is a Wednesday, because I did a show yesterday and I'm gonna do a show tomorrow and I'm gonna take four days off. You heard me correctly. I'm gonna take a four day weekend. I do that every week. That's part of my retirement strategy. It's pretty cool, isn't it? I work three days a week now as opposed to working, you know, five or six or seven days a week. Now I'm not trying to rub it into you, but the reason I brought that up is because I was reading an article on MarketWatch that, that caught my eye. It really did. And I wanted to share this article with you. Now, again, I'm giving credit to MarketWatch. They're the ones that put this together. And, and they're, they're talking about, well, actually, it's a question that comes in from somebody that writes to MarketWatch. And they're saying, I think I need a financial advisor. Yeah, first of all, that, that made the hair on the back of my neck stand up. Yeah, because I don't think you need a financial planner. I don't think you need a financial advisor. I don't think you need any of those people in your life. I think you can do it yourself. As a matter of fact, I know for a fact you can do it yourself. And I know for a fact you can do it without a financial advisor, a financial planner, a stock broker, any of those people. You can get yourself retired in the next five years. But let me get back to this article. This individual says, I am 61. Stop right there. 61. Oh, but wait, it gets better. And I plan on retiring at the age of 70. Okay. All right. That's fine. So this is an individual who's currently 61 years of age. They're planning on retiring in the next nine years. And then they go on to articulate what they do for a living. This person is a flight attendant and they receive, well, it says they will receive a pension of just over $900 per month when they retire at the age of 70. Okay, so that pension is passive income. But here's the question. Can you live on $900 a month? Yeah, exactly. $900, especially in today's day and age, right? With inflation going through the roof and price of gas going up. and Yeah, all these things that are affecting our bottom line in our pocketbook. I don't know if this person can live on $900 a month but there's more, there's more to the, the messaging. I have a 401k. Okay. They've got a 401k with a balance of just over $150,000. Okay. So that's, that's a little bit better than all I've got is a pension. So there is a 401k sitting out there and this individual says, I will receive social security. When I retire. So, th- this person's game plan is to keep working for the next nine years, max out their social security benefit. We're not quite sure what that is because we don't know what they've actually paid into it. They've got a 401k in play. It has about $150,000 in it. Now, we don't know if this 401k used to have, say, a $250,000 balance in it and it's adjusted now because of what's been going on in the markets. We don't know that. This is just current information stuff. So I'm assuming this is what's going on in this person's life the day they wrote this email and they think they're going to get about $900 in a pension. So here's, here's the question I have for you. If you were this airline attendant, flight attendant, do you think you could make it? Do you think you can make it? Now think this through. You're already the age of 61. Okay. Now I don't know how old you are. I'm 58. And my body's already starting to break down. It's been breaking down for the last eight years. I can't imagine working what could be a very stressful job as a flight attendant, even though we've taken the masks off and everything. It can be a very stressful job at times because people can be difficult. Yeah, people can be difficult. So a flight attendant has a lot of responsibility. Their Their job isn't just to serve you drinks and, and snacks on the flight. They're your first line of defense should something go terribly wrong with that aircraft. They're the ones that are responsible for getting you out of that plane when that plane lands, provided that plane lands safely. Yeah, it's 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 a very interesting job that they do. But I'm very concerned about this person's planning when it comes to retirement. Because first of all, they want to work for the next... Nine years. I think it's very plausible for them to only work for the next five years. So instead of retiring at the age of 70, they could retire at the age of 66. We could give them back at least four years of their working life. And then if they decide they want to keep working till the age of 70 because maybe they enjoy it, okay, then do it. But let's get you retired first and let's get you retired in five years or less. Now, that pension, that pension of nine hundred dollars, that pension isn't paying that flight attendant today. That flight attendant has to leave service in order to draw that pension. And they're anticipating that pension is only going to be, say, nine hundred dollars in nine years. Okay, we're not going to do much with that pension because there's not much we can do with that pension, at least as far as I know, because I don't know what the terms and conditions are of that pension. But I'm looking at that that 401k with that balance of $150,000. And here's what I know. If we cashed in that 401k, yeah, you heard me correctly. If we cashed in that 401k today, because this flight attendant is above the age of 59 and a half, they will not have to pay the 10% penalty. We're talking about an article that was on MarketWatch's website, and it's it's an article where a flight attendant is asking a very specific question. They're saying that they're the age of 61. They plan on retiring at the age of 70. They believe they'll get a pension of about $900 per month, and they have a 401K with $150,000 in that 401K right now. So what I suggested before we went to the break is that – they shouldn't do what MarketWatch is about ready to tell them to do. Now they shouldn't do that. What they should do is what I will tell this person to do after I tell you what MarketWatch says to do. Okay, you ready for this? MarketWatch's answer. We commend you on hoping to boost your bottom line. That's what they say. We commend you on hoping to boost your bottom line. And it's not too late to find a financial planner to help you if you decide to go that route yeah that's okay now they didn't they didn't come right out and say a financial planner will get you to retirement in accordance with these terms and conditions no they gave you a very very well touchy-feely answer here it comes your way oh we want to make you feel good about the fact that we're not sure if we can help you but with a lot of luck and the fact the market might come back we might be able to help you okay enough of that garbage enough of that garbage They go on to say this: "You're in what I call the mad debt." Now, I'm not saying this; I'm quoting them. This is their quote, and and I don't know. I don't. Oh, it's this guy by the name of Jim Kinney. Jim Kinney is a certified financial planner at Pathway, or excuse me, Financial Pathways. And here's here's the quote that Jim Kinney stated in this article. You're in what I call the mad dash to retirement, during which people who might not have been paying sufficient attention to savings and investments start to turn on the savings afterburners. Yeah, Yeah. What, what Jim's trying to convey to this flight attendant is that you're in a world of hurt. You've waited way too long to come to me and ask me for advice. But because I'm a great financial planner and you still have given me at least nine years to try and solve your problem, I might be able to do it. I might be able to do it. But I'm not gonna let you know that I can get you retired in the next nine years, because if I were to tell you that and it didn't come true, it would be on moi. Okay, that's that's kind of the undertoning comment that's in there. All right, let's let's break down this this flight attendance situation, shall we? Let's let's just break this down. The median salary for a flight attendant. In the United States, and this is according to salary.com, is about eighty one thousand dollars, about eighty one thousand bucks. Okay, so when you when you take the taxes out, when you take the Social Security and Medicare out, at least the seven point six, five percent, and you divide all of that remaining number by 12, what that gives you is is a is a pretty solid figure of what this flight attendance take-home pay is you want to know how much it is okay four thousand nine hundred dollars yeah you heard you heard me correctly forty nine hundred bucks that's the amount of income we as real estate investors need to replace now there's there's a couple things this flight attendant has going for them okay we, we agree right they, they have a pension that they're earning this pension is going to pay them about $900 per month. And I'm assuming when they reach the age of 70, that's when they retire. That's nine years. So let's take that $900 off the table. So what does that leave us? That leaves us $4,000 of income that we need to replace. Okay. I took a look at what the average Social Security check in America is now this, this individual doesn't say if they're married, they don't say that they're single. It, it kind of sounds from the, the messaging that this person might be single. So I'm going to go with what a single individual is making in the United States on average for social security in, in today's day and age. Okay. I think that's fair. It's about $1,650. Now, if we, if we wanted to say, okay, in nine years, that's going to go up. It will. Social Security goes up over time because it is linked to the the consumer price index. If the consumer price index goes up, Social Security by law must also go up. So let's 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 be let's be real bold here. Let's say that Social Security payment is going to be worth, I don't know, eighteen hundred bucks. Okay, eighteen hundred bucks at the age of 70. So if we take that away, what we really need to do is we need to replace about $2,200 worth of income. Let's, let's, assume, let's assume this 401k goes up in value, okay? Let's, let's say it's worth in nine years, I don't know, I'm going to go kind of big. I'm going to say, let's say it gets back to say $250,000. If the individual decides to, to retire, and start drawing against that 401k, and let's assume that their tax rate is is just 20%, okay, they're just paying 20% taxes, they're going to have about $200,000 left in that 401k. Now, if they were to draw that 401k down just by $2,200 a month, that's the amount that they they need in order to just meet their salary requirements. Okay, are we tracking $2,200? How long could they go? How long could they go until they ran out of money? And the short answer is about seven and a half, possibly eight years. That means this person, if they live to the age of 78, they're going to run out of 401k money. Now, if they die before then, okay. It is what it is. They're gone. There's no need for them to draw the money anymore. Whatever's left over in the pot would go to their heirs. Fair enough. But let's say let's say this person knows that they're probably going to live into their 80s. And the reason they know this is because everybody who is elderly in their family made it to their 80s. So chances are this person has good genetics and they're going to live until their 80s and maybe beyond. So what happens at the age of say 78 when they run out of money. Yeah, they run out of money. That's exactly what happens. And the only thing they're going to have is that pension paying them, what, $900 a month? And Social Security paying them, what, $1,800 a month? So now they're going to have to figure out how they're going to live off of an income stream that's now $2,200 less than they were earning. That is the big problem with doing what market watch is suggesting i'm going to suggest we do something different i'm going to suggest we do something completely different first of all we're going to leave that pension alone okay that pension will pay her when she retires i'm assuming i'm assuming it's a she most flight attendants are women right so i'm just going to make the the grand assumption it's a she so i can stop saying flight attendant all the time i can say the word she She wants to retire. She's going to get that $900 a month. She'll eventually start drawing her Social Security benefit. Maybe it's actually going to be a little bit more because maybe she's going to wait until the age of 70, right? But let's focus on that $2,200. We need to focus on how we can replace that $2,200 because that's the magic. And by the way, they won't run out of money. They won't. When we come back from the break, I'll explain why. Stick around. got questions call lifestyles unlimited at 855-497-4335 the real estate investor radio show continues next we went from 100 live to 100 virtual and you know the funny thing is is that nobody wants to go back to work now they work from home right <laughs> So now my members are like, well, Dell, we want to keep those virtual things open because now I know all the people in Miami and I know all the people in Chicago. I know all the people now know each other from all over the country because of these virtual events. The free workshop, How to Retire in Five Years or Less, is online. Go to LifestylesUnlimitedWorkshop.com. Welcome back to the second half of the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. My name is Al Gordon. And if you're just joining me, we are talking about an individual who happens to be a flight attendant. I'm making the assumption it's a woman. So I will use the the pronoun she during the, the conversation today. And this flight attendant wrote to MarketWatch and said, hey, look, I'm, I'm 61 years of age. I think I'm going to be working for the next nine years. Uh, when I retire, I believe I will have about $900 in a pension. I've got about $150,000 in a 401k. And I will take maximum Social Security benefits at the age of 70. And I'm going to try and live out the rest of my life on those income streams and the fatal flaw that I pointed out in the last segment was that if this person lives past the age of 78 they will most likely run out of money you heard me correctly they will most likely run out of money now the pension is probably not going to run out of money social security well that's kind of debatable right it's kind of debatable. There's there's always this argument out there that Social Security is about ready to go bankrupt. I mean, that's been going on since I was a kid and I'm in my 50s now. I don't think Social Security is going to go bankrupt because I think the political people in this country are going to keep it afloat because Social Security equals votes for politicians. It's just the way it is. So I think those two pools are going to be okay. The pool I'm most worried about is that 401k pool. Now she said she had $150,000 in it. I made an assumption that that 401k say in nine years might get back up to $250,000. I don't know what the future is going to hold. I don't know what it's going to look like in nine years. It may go up, it may go down. Remember it's the stock market and the stock market does what the stock market does. However, I do know, based on taking the taxes out, she's only going to have about $120,000 available to her, whether she takes the money out now to buy real estate, as I'm about ready to suggest, or she just leaves it in there. And then when she does retire, she starts to live off of it. In other words, she starts drawing it off. She's got about $120,000 to work with in, in today's money. I think she should cash in the 401k. I really do. And here's why she can start buying real estate. Yeah, you heard me correctly. She can start buying real estate. Now, before she starts buying real estate, she needs to come to Lifestyles Unlimited. We need to educate her on how to do this. But this is not like taking a four year college course. No, it's not a four year college program. What we do is we teach you the absolute basics about what you need to do. And then we give you the framework for our map to financial freedom and then you you plug and play as necessary to get yourself to a point of retirement in the next five years. See this flight attendant is viewing retirement as something that's going to happen in nine years. I think we can get it done in five years. Now let me explain myself. I will explain myself and why I think this flight attendant needs to do this. Adrian, who happens to be a lifestyles unlimited realty realtor, she sent me a property over the weekend, and this particular property fits well with what I think this individual should do. This person could buy... Well, Adrian... Okay, let me let me just break down the deal for you. So Adrian sends me a, a house. It's a four-bedroom, two-bath, no, no garage. It's about 1,952 square feet, which leads me to believe that the garage was converted to make it a fourth-bedroom. That's why it's a 4-2, no garage. And this house was built in 1929. So this property is, is almost... A hundred years old. So it's well over 90 and it's almost a hundred years of age, but it's a property that's in a location that could be a very good investment opportunity for this flight attendant. Now I think this flight attendant ought to cash out the, the 401k. I think they ought to just cash it out, pay the taxes and put $120,000 into their hand. And with that $120,000, they can buy this particular asset Let me give you the breakdown on the asset. The asset is worth $275,000 in today's market. All fixed up. That's what it's worth. But she can buy this property for $170,000. So there's about $105,000 worth of equity that she's going to tap into. And we're going to use that equity to pay for some of the acquisition and repair costs. Actually, we'll we'll use it to pay for a good, good bulk of them. So what this means, and, and this might be lost on you, because you might think that she's got to come in with 20 or 25% down in order to do this deal. And that's not true. It's not true at all. As a matter of fact, she can come in with about, well, just under $30,000 to do this particular deal. You heard me correctly. And in doing so, this particular asset is poised to allow her to capture, you heard me correctly, capture equity in the neighborhood of almost $44,000. What does that mean? What did I just tell you? It means if she buys this asset and puts $30,000 into the asset, she's going to command an additional equity in this property of almost $44,000. She's essentially doubling her money the day she buys this property and then rehabs it. Once she gets the rehab done, she puts the resident into the property and she puts the long-term financing on this property, she will capture 44,000 more dollars in value that's going to go right on her bottom line. Yeah. That's, that's pretty cool, isn't it? Now, this is an unrealized capital gain, meaning she's going to have to do something in order to tap into the money. She'd either have to do a, ref, a cash out refinance, which, which is possible, or she would have to sell the property somewhere down the line. What I think she ought to do is I think she ought to buy this property. I do. And I think she ought to renovate the property. I think she ought to find a great person to rent from her. And then I think she should hold this property for at least a year and a day, because at a year and a day, she transfers from what's called short term capital gains into long term capital gains. Short term capital gains really just beat you up when it comes to taxation. It really does, because you're taxed at whatever your ordinary tax rate is, as opposed to the more favorable capital gains rate. You're also liable for Social Security and Medicare taxes on the short-term side as opposed to none at all on the long-term side. So if she holds the property for a year and a day and she looks at her equity in the property, what she's potentially going to be looking at is about $74,000 worth of equity in this property after a full year. My recommendation is Maybe she sells the property. And by selling the property, she effectively doubles that $30,000. Now she has $60,000. So what's she going to do with that $60,000? Well, she's going to go out and buy two more assets. She's going to trade one asset for two assets. Does that make sense? Okay, let me take a step back because I said she had $120,000 to work with, correct? You, You heard that. Okay, so what I want her to do is I want her to find four assets that are similar to this asset. In other words, four assets that she can get into for $30,000 or less cash out of pocket. Four assets that have an equity capture that's at least 120%. Yeah, 120%, because what that allows her to do is hold it for a year, still pay the closing costs after a year to sell the property, and she still will have a doubling effect of her money. I'm giving out some free advice to a flight attendant that I've never met, who's 61 years of age, who plans to continue working for the next nine years. They're going to get a about a $900 a month pension. They've got about $150,000 in their 401k today and they're looking to max out their social security benefit at the age of 70. And I think that's a bad plan. I really do. I think we can get them done in 5 years and I'm going to I'm going to explain exactly how we're going to do it. In the last segment I suggested that they take that $150,000 401k ira whatever i think it was a 401k and cash it in yeah just cash it in they're not going to pay the the penalty because they're above the age of 59 and a half so the penalty is off the table all they're liable for is whatever taxes are due on that money based on their ordinary tax rate and i made the assumption they're in the 20 percent bracket so one hundred fifty thousand dollars after you pay the taxes gives you a yield of $120,000. And then what I suggested, they buy one asset at about a $30,000 buy-in per asset per quarter every quarter of 2023. Yeah, you heard me correctly. Every quarter of 2023. Now, if they want to buy all four assets right back to back, they could do that too. I'm just kind of giving them a, a slower approach. I'm giving them a slower approach it would take about four of the assets that I recommended in the last segment to get all of that money deployed. And because they're going to capture so much equity, oh, you may have missed that part. Okay, so they're going to buy into the the deal for about $30,000. That's going to be their total cash out of pocket. But in doing so, they're going to capture almost $44,000 in equity. So what this does for them or I should say what it does for her is it gives her the ability to hold that asset for a full year and a day. That's when the tax burden changes from short-term capital gains to long-term capital gains and the tax benefits of being a real estate investor really start kicking in. Now I suggested they could sell these assets after a year and essentially double their money. That is very viable given the the way these investments are structured. Yeah, that's it's not it's not me creating the structure, it's it's what the asset brings to the table. Yeah, it's it's what the asset brings to the table. This particular asset given where it's at gives you the potential to double your money in the equity space and therefore gives you the ability to pull all of that equity out after a year. And well, if you do it with a cash out refinance, you're not going to pay any taxes. But if you sell the property, which is what I think they ought to do, I think they ought to just sell the property, pay whatever capital gains they're liable for, and then trade that property in and buy two more. Yeah. So what I want them to do is I want them to, to turn these properties after owning them at least a year, or at least take a look at the asset and see if it makes financial sense for you to... To sell the property off after a year. Maybe, maybe this person is enjoying the fact that these assets are also producing something called cash flow. In other words, income streams. And this particular asset produces about $250 a month in cash flow. It gives you about a 10% return on investment, cash on cash. That's that's what it does. So if you had four of these properties, you'd be bringing in an extra $1,000 per month. Now, this is a completely different approach to investing that this flight attendant has never done. They've never invested in something that paid them on a monthly basis because their investments are in a pension and a 401k and Social Security. Until you actually start drawing those things out, they don't pay you. Yet real estate pays you on day one, it does. It starts paying you on day one, unless you structure the deal to where you don't get paid till later on. There there are deals out there that we structure that way and there's very specific reasons for it that I'm not gonna go into at this moment. Let's get back to the flight attendant. So now the flight attendant's making $1,000 a month in cash flow. Now maybe they decide in year two, they don't wanna sell any of those things. They're, They're really happy with those houses they're going to keep all four houses in year two and they'll start selling them in year three. Now keep in mind for every one that they sell, I want them to buy two to replace it. You heard me correctly. I want them to buy two to replace it. So at the end of year three, what they should have now, instead of four houses, they should have eight houses. Now, Let's assume that all of those houses are also paying $250 a month in cash flow. What just happened to the monthly income of this household? It is now $2,000 per month. It's $2,000 per month. Oh, wait a minute, Al. Didn't you say that the, the delta between what the individual is taking home now as a flight attendant, based on your analysis of what flight attendants make, and when you take off the pension amount and you take off the social security amount, they, they needed $2,200 to make up the difference yet at eight houses, they're already making $2,000 and we're not even at the five-year mark. That's correct. We're not even at the five-year mark. And remember, I actually slowed them down. They, they didn't even, they didn't sell the houses in year two. They waited till year three to do it. They could have done it in year two, but they waited till year three. So now let's say in year three. They've got these eight houses, and in year four, they decide they don't wanna sell anything in year four. They're gonna wait until year five. Okay, fine. In year five, you have to do the same thing that you did in year three. For every house that you sell, you have to buy two to replace it, and they will have the financial ability to do that. Now, let's take a step back. If they have 16 houses, producing $250 a month, they are now drawing $4,000 a month in income. Now, remember, I said they needed $4,900 in order to retire themselves, right? And I just showed you how they can make $4,000 of it. They don't even need the Social Security money, but they could go ahead and take it at the age of 65 at a, or actually this would be the age of 66, because She is 61 now, so if she draws retirement, Social Security at the age of 66, she could take a slightly reduced amount, but she would be retired. She could also take that pension, and maybe that comes in at a slightly reduced amount. But the delta she's trying to make up is only $900. It's really the value of that pension. Social Security has been pushed off to the side. This becomes additional money for her. Do you see how I just explained how this flight attendant by joining Lifestyles Unlimited can learn how to successfully invest in real estate? And by buying the correct assets for her portfolio, she can get herself retired at the age of 66. And what's even more beautiful about this is remember when I I said she would hold the assets for two years before she sold them off? She could really just hold them for one, and if they were viable for sale, she could get herself retired at the age of 64. She would get this done in three years instead of five years. Yes, you heard me correctly. It is very, very plausible and very, very possible for you to buy 16 homes in the next three years and own them, own them. Operate them. Enjoy the cash flow that comes off of these homes. By the way, here's the other beautiful thing about owning these homes. You don't have to sell them if you don't want to. You can if you want to, and you can buy more, or you don't have to if you don't want to. And here's the other thing. You're not drawing down a big pile of money. See, that's the problem with the whole 401k. This this flight attendant would have to draw down that money. They would have to consume that money until that money ran out. And there is a, a danger that they would run out of money at the seven and a half, say eight-year mark. She would be seventy-eight years of age and that money would stop. But with the real estate, it doesn't stop. The money doesn't stop. The money keeps coming in every month. Our residents pay us on the first of the month, and we use that money to operate our properties and to operate our households. And that's the big difference. Now, you might be thinking, isn't it going to take her a lot of time to own and operate 16 houses? And the short answer is, no. It doesn't take much time at all. As a matter of fact, when you do it the Lifestyles Unlimited way, what you find is that a big portion of your time is given back to you. Because we are focused on helping you understand the efficiencies of investing the correct way. And that's what I've been explaining to you this entire show is it's just one possible solution to a retirement problem that's out there. Now, I don't know what your particular retirement problem is, but I would tell you this. If you're not investing in real estate right now, then you probably do have a retirement problem. If you have your money in the stock market, you probably do have a retirement problem. At Lifestyles Unlimited, we're all about helping you resolve that problem. We're all about teaching you the proper way to invest your hard earned money into assets that will get you retired in the next five years. That's not a pipe dream, folks. That is the God's honest truth. I've done it myself. I actually did it myself. I laid out a five-year plan that was going to get me retired in five years. I, I laid that plan out in 2017. I was to be retired in 2022. I got it done in 2019. You can do it too. Go to lifestylesunlimited.com, get signed up for one of our free workshops and let's get you going.